good I'm excited for what the Lord's gonna do and um just turn to Isaiah 60 with me this is what I feel like the Lord's put on my heart for the year Isaiah 60 in the first five verses we're not gonna go far from there I really want to talk to you about turning some things up in your life I actually named the message that I feel like the Lord gave me turn it up the Lord wants to turn some things up, and he wants to crank some things up inside of you. And actually, they've already been established. The, the Lord's already done so much in his goodness and his mercy. Amen? Actually, wait. Quick. Come. Come. I need that testimony fast. Sorry. I almost forgot. August 30, 2021. <laughs> Look at you. Look at you. And, and I haven't shared this part with... Okay. Pastor Miles or Lisa, I wake up and I'm doing my devotional, but I wake up to a, to a dream. The dream was Pastor Miles, Lisa, and a group of us, we went to a farm. Who knows? I know it's a farm because there were two roosters. No chickens. Roosters. <laughs> I don't, but they weren't fighting. They were not fighting. <laughs> no, they weren't fighting. <laughs> so, so that morning, I said, Lord, what does this Oh, no, so, so during, in the dream, Pastor Mile gives me an origami apple with seeds inside. So I wake up. I said, Lord, you know, during my devotion, what does that mean? What does this mean? And he says, I want you to go to your husband's family gathering, Christmas gathering, and I just need you to go there and plant the seeds. So I said, oh, God. I really don't want to do that because I want to spend, you know, Christmas holidays with my mom. She's in a nursing home. You got to go. So, okay. So I go. But So I say to the Lord, Lord, I'm going to go, but with your power. I, months later, I forget about August 30th. So I went to the Christmas gathering a couple of uh, Sundays ago. And his wife shares with me that my husband's dad has cancer all, you know, it spread in his lungs and the nodules under his arm. So, you know, he, they're dealing with that. He said, okay, this is my chance. So I speak to her and I say, you know, I've been experienced. And I shared my testimony with her because they had not met me in the new Susie. <laughs> so I share my testimony and they're, wow. So anyways... When I, it was time for me to leave, my, hus we, we, my husband and I, we drove two cars because he was going to stay and I was going to come here. And when I hug him, the spirit of the Lord says, pray for healing. And these words came out. I wasn't thinking about it. It said, be healed, be healed in the name of Jesus. Through a hug. Yeah, through the hug. I'm, I'm saying to his ear, be healed, be healed in the name of Jesus. And he's like in shock because he's not a Christian. And he's like, he's like his face was like in, in the amazement. So I left, but I wasn't praying for healing. I was giving thanks to the Lord for what he had just done. So that's, that was my conviction. That's what, that's how, that's, it was like he did it. He healed him. So, moving forward, this past Friday, I sent him a text. I was like, whoa. Um, so, his wife on Friday, she says, hi, Susie. He, um, uh, he's doing good. He was moved by your blessing and healing prayers yesterday. Oh, no, later. Friday, he goes. She goes. This was on Wednesday. She says, hi, Susie. He had the scan today. We are waiting for the results. We'll let you know as soon as they, uh, he gets the results. So Friday, she said, hi, Susie. The online test results show no cancer. Oh, the nodule. 
It says the nodule on the lung is resolved. You know, praise and thank God. Thank you. So anyways, I started crying, laughing hysterically. Never before it's happened. I couldn't understand why Donna was always laughing. No. <laughs> I just didn't get that. So I'm laughing hysterically and crying at the same time. The, the only thing that I was that came up to mind was share it with Pastor Maz. Pastor Maz, this is what happened. So praise the Lord. He's, he's doing amazing things. If people need healing, I want you to stand. Ready? I don't care what it is. Well, I'm not talking about cancer. Yeah. If you need, if you need healing in your body... Ready? I'm just going to loose this Latino. I felt that in my dread. I didn't dare to take more time. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you, Father, for being a faithful God. You are an amazing, wonderful, almighty God. We praise you. We give you all the honor. We give you all the glory because you are worth it of it all. Lord, in the name of Jesus, right now, do it again, Lord. The Holy Spirit, send your healing angels right now, your angels of fire, to release every single illness and spirit of infirmity. I break you in the name of Jesus. Spirit of illness, I break you and I bind you in the name of Jesus. Right now, Lord, may everyone feel your anointing, Lord, your power. Jesus, Jesus, thank you, Father, for your mighty works, for your healing power. Thank you, Lord. Pray in the spirit, like, guys. This is happening right now. This is happening. Chica mama serebe shala hakoro boho suro golosara baha shelebehesi kiara mana serebeheshi father thank you lord jesus hora makalasi shara bahale kanama su shala rea garabaha so kila la si shara baharabasoro boho sholo sara bahane gerebehesi baba Release your power, Father. Thank you. Yeah, come on, just receive. Stay in that for a minute. It's okay. A couple, couple things happening in the room. God, release. It's funny. God moves through the most, we think it's insignificant things, right? Through a phone call. Through text, through a hug. Yeah. And we thank you, God, for your undeniable, never-ending power and Holy Spirit. Yeah, in Jesus' name. It's good. Yeah, we take command over every disease that's not of you, God. We stay in that place. See, and this is why we have to contend for healing, because look at how many people are standing. We have to contend. We don't see results yet. That's all right. Pray again. We keep praying. We keep believing. We keep contending. The blood of Jesus already did it. Amen? Amen? This is what I'm going to talk to you about today, really. The glory of the Father. The glory of the Father. Yeah, he's he's amazing. And we're just we're just seeing that as we as we behold him, as we just ask him and believe him simply, that he just begins to open open up the floodgates of all of who he is and reveals who he is. Yeah, in the name of Jesus. And so we command every condition to bow down to the name of of a risen Savior, a resurrected Savior, <laughs> a resurrected Savior. We take authority over arthritis, over hearing loss, over body pain, over cancer. 
over chronic headaches. In the name of Jesus, we ask that you reform and reshape the things that need a touch. Lord, we speak to every chronic thing. You healed all our diseases. You healed all of our diseases by your blood. See, these are non-negotiables as far as I'm concerned in the kingdom. Non-negotiables. Yeah. Healing is your inheritance. Healing is your inheritance. Shift bone structure, ligaments, whatever you need to do. We take authority over blood diseases and the lack of sugars in people's bodies. We pray for, yeah, pray for Donna Ray at home. We pray for Cynthia at home. We pray for children who, have, who, are, who need healing in their body. We don't even know all of who they are. But, Father, they, we just ask that you release fire. Release the fire of God. Renewing minds, touching hearts. Yeah, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. It's good so you can feel, right? As soon as the testimony was released and we just began to stir healing in the room, it doesn't go anywhere. Hello? It doesn't go anywhere. It's here. It's with you as a believer walking every day. Every day. I'm just going to read this and people can stay in whatever they're feeling. Just stay in it. If you're sensing the presence of the Lord, just stay in his presence. I'm going to read Isaiah 60. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. And behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people, but the Lord will rise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to the light, to your light, and the kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around and see that they, are, they all gather together. They come to you. Your sons come from the far, and your daughters, they shall be nursed at your side. Then you shall see and become radiant, and your heart shall swell with joy because of the abundance of the sea that has turned to you. The wealth of the Gentiles shall come to you. I'm just going to keep reading a couple more verses. The multitudes of camels shall cover your land. The dromedaries of, of Midian and, and Ephah, all those from Sheba shall come, and they shall bring gold and incense, and they shall proclaim the praises of the Lord. All the flocks of Kedar shall gather together to you. The rams of Naboth shall minister to you. They shall ascend with acceptance on my altar, and I will glorify the house of my glory. Who are these that fly like the clouds and like doves to their roost? That surely the coastland shall wait for me, and the ships of Tarshish will come first. To bring sons from afar, their silver and their gold with them. And the name of the Lord your God and the Holy One of Israel, because he has glorified you. And I just want to stop and just really, I want you to actually this week, can you meditate on that? If you can meditate on that daily, it's going to change your thinking. And I believe that the Lord has something, you know, there's been a lot of talk of, you know, what the prophetic word for the year is. And you can hear a lot of stuff. 
and, and I'm just going to give my part today, okay? Because I do believe that in 2022 that, yes, we have a key, Isaiah 22, 22. That's all good. But I believe that the keys have unlocked things already. And I believe that we're about to enter into the best days of the church and the best days of, of, your, of us as believers if we would just listen to the Holy Spirit. And there is something about waiting on the Lord in these times and hearing what he's saying and beholding who he is and receiving instruction from the throne room, from the place of the throne where the glory is, where his presence is, so that we radiate and, we are, and our hearts are full. That's what the Bible just said, that our hearts would be completely full and rejoicing and full of faith. Hello. And I believe this, that the Lord, and as, as I'm just, you know, you could just go as deep in this, and I'm just probably scratching the surface tonight. But I do believe that the Lord is bringing us into a place where the Lord is arising. And this, this thing of ascension is all over not only this church, but I keep hearing it uh, continually through the body of Christ and through some of the major prophetic voices that are, that are speaking right now. Charlie's new book is on ascension. And, and there's, a, there's a reality that that's God is trying to pull us into that we learn that we step into places that we've not been before because we completely give ourselves to beholding him, the high and lofty one. Listen, when you get in the glory of God, everything will change. And this is why we continue to, I, I love it, we've got about 20 people coming weekly, you know, and it's not about the numbers, but we've got 20 hungry ones that show up and praise the Lord up here on Tuesday, and I'm not, I am going to gloat on Tuesday, because I believe it's the it's where the fire is burning and crackling and propelling what's happening in the rest of what's happening around us at this hour, and I believe that the Holy Spirit is saying, listen, will you step in, will you ascend, will you come into a place where you're ready to come into high places with me. Some of us aren't ready to get into high places. Some of us have low-level thinking, and God is trying to pull us up into the higher place because we are not believing. How many believe this word is true? How many believe when, when he says he's healed all my diseases, that's not just something he's suggesting, or it may happen, uh, you know, 20 years down the road. And I do believe we contend. If we don't see it, we continue to contend. And these are the types of things. There are non-negotiables in the scripture that I believe that the Lord is wanting the church to step into and to receive in this hour. And you won't miss it if you continue to dig. Are you hearing me? As we continue to go into high places and arise, shine, arise, it means to get up. It means to rise up from fruition or from to fruition, to belong to or to stay fixed on. Arise means stay locked in. Oh, that's good. Really, all of us need to stay. If, this, if we're living an ascended life, we are locked in. As I spoke even last week about the, the eye, or it might have been prayer. You see, they run together. But I talked about the eye of the eagle, and you can only go as high as you can. But if you get the eagle eye where you see past the light, and you see through the light, and you see into the light, Eagles have many different lenses, right? It closes off so that they can fly straight into the sun and no predator can get them. Come on, they are the, one, the ones in the air. But I, I'm telling you, there's something that the Lord is wanting us to know in this hour about heading to the face and behold the glory of God in this hour. We cannot sit back and wait for something to happen. No, I'm telling you, the key's already 22-22. I, I got a door that no man, you know, I get, I'm going to open doors that no man can shut. And I'm telling you, the doors are wide open, and God is waiting for us to step in and through the doors. And I'm telling you, you don't want to end up in at December 31st again saying, I wish I had done. No, I, I'm telling you, you want to spend all that God has given you this year. Every year he gives you something to spend. And I'm telling you, there's something that the Lord is calling the church, every person in this place, to spend before the end of the year. And some of it will come, in, 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 some of it will come quick, and some of it will come progressively. I would rather quick, but I know the Lord. He's always progressive. Right? And so I want to believe that faithfulness, Right? And as I'm waiting and as I'm patient with the Lord, that my faith is going to get me to the place where I belong. 
And everyone in this room is going to ascend to that place where we, listen, the Lord is about to come in such a way. He's saying, listen, come up with me, stay locked in so you can burn. And there has to be that. We, 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 where we're in this place, we, we go into this drawing and in the dawning of a new day. God is opening up a new day for you. Today, yesterday, every day you wake up, you have a choice to make upon the day that is before you. Do I choose to serve? Man, uh, whatever it is, it can be mammon. I was going to say mammon or God. I don't want to serve mammon. God is my provider. He brings provision. I want to believe that the Lord is bringing me into a place where I cannot be denied the destiny that he has before me. And so, so I just want you to look at a couple things. Ephesians chapter 5. I'm going to read these quick. Verse 8 through 14. It says, for you are once darkness. Come on, look at your neighbor. I'm no longer darkness. Listen, you are no longer in darkness. You were once darkness, but you are now light in the Lord. That means the light of the Lord envelops you, and, and you walk as children of what? Light. That means you're burning bright. <laughs> I was on a charger the other day, and someone stuck a bulb to me, and I lit up. No, I'm, I'm telling you the truth. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Checking my body, right? Stuck the thing on my head. I glowed like a unicorn. No joke. Oh, you're laughing. I'm telling you, I wish I had pictures. We'd show them. But the reality is, this is, what call, what, this is the calling of every believer, to be charged with light. God is trying to fill us with this inexpressible joy, with this inexpressible light that does not go out. Come on, I'd like to see what that thing looks like when I'm under the anointing. Let's stick that bulb on my head. Come on. It was a big tube, man. It was like, whoa. People, uh, it's anyway. Everyone was lit. Everyone was lighting up. No, serious. Everyone was lit. But here's the deal. You go, no, go where, near certain parts of the body that are injured or maybe in trauma, it goes a little dim. Oh, God might be saying something in that. And the Lord's trying to pull all the trauma out of your life so that you can glow bright, though you can burn bright. I didn't even get through one verse here. Hold on. Okay. For the fruit of the Spirit is all the goodness, righteousness, and truth. Come on. You just meditate on that one little bit of verse. All goodness, righteousness, and truth, it's all in Jesus. That's how you walk. You walk in the light as he is in the light. And all goodness, truth... Oh, come on. All of who he is just begins to come off of you because you're staying in that place. Finding out that what is acceptable to the Lord. And we have no fellowship. Everyone say no fellowship. Yeah, with the unfruitful works of darkness. But rather expose them. And the Lord is into exposing stuff. Not so that you get shamed. But he's into exposing things so that we take care of them. Right? And he wants us to walk in this glorious light, right? And so I'm just going to, yeah, I'll keep going. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret, but all things are exposed and are made manifest by the light, for whatever makes manifest is light. And God wants to manifest things so that they're burned up and gone. Thus, those things that you brought up. The things that we threw in the fire this weekend, it's gone. Come on, God is trying to move us into a place of intimacy and acceptance, uh, moving into this place where we love one another in such a way that we trust one another. And it, so what happens is the deeds of darkness hide in darkness. And when, what happens when that happens is we, we go and we try to hide out. All individuals begin to hide out when they're feeling a little shadowy. And God is saying, no, I want you to come out into the light and let it be exposed so that I am no longer hiding in the dark with you because you think that you're going to get there by yourself. But not, and the Lord is saying, no, you need community. Oh, I'm going to punch the community thing today. Because really in community, and we were talking about this, Collins and I had like three hours to talk about this stuff. It was good because there's, there's places in community that you can't hide. You can't hide the stuff that you're fighting with on the inside if you stay close in community. And the Lord is wanting us to bring a, a whole new picture of what, 
life in the body looks like. That means I'm connected to the body and I'm connected to those around me. And that means when I'm going through a hard time, someone might call me out. It's okay. Come on. So look at your neighbor and say, it's okay. Call me out. No, I realize this is, this is really good. It's really good because the Lord wants things in our lives in a proper perspective. And all of you think that, like, when you're going through stuff, Miles doesn't know. Uh -huh. I can look out. I can be in a worship service and tell who, got, who the enemy's messing with. Right away. Right away. Yeah. I'm telling you. And the Lord wants us to be in that place, right? So, but all things are exposed and made manifest by the light, for whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore, he says, wake, awake, you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Really, this is this whole thing about burning in the presence of the Lord. And he's trying to, burn, he's trying to bring us into this burning, shining. Remember, John the Baptist was called the burning, shining lamp. And it was this place where he was given completely over to see the Lord Jesus manifested in the earth. And he's calling each one of us, ah, maybe even the spirit of Elijah would be on a generation that the same spirit was on John the Baptist. And he's looking for now in these days to be on a generation that would be a burning, shining lamp. And I'm telling you, this is where I feel like the church is at. He is calling out, he is crying out that we would be burning, shining lamps for him. That means we are filled with light in such a way and we are, we are messengers of a, of a covenant that is everlasting, that is perpetual, that does not change. And it always brings healing, health, wholeness, and it brings the light of the gospel into the earth. Are you hearing me? And, I, and I, I want us to be in this frame of mind that I want to become light. Because really, when it says shine, it says become light or shine like the sun. How many of you are burning like the sun? Oh, I'm going to call it. Listen, I'm telling you, the Lord is calling the church to burn like the sun. We are to reflect the Lord in such a way that we are burning, shining ones in the earth. And there is no, this is, listen, it says it right here. This is one of the church's most preached, probably Isaiah 60 is one of those biggies. Isaiah 61 is another one. But I'm telling you that the Lord is saying in this hour, never mind about the rest of the plans. Burn like the sun. Burn like I burn. Begin to manifest my glory like I manifest my glory with my Father. Oh, are you Okay. Y'all were yelling at me before. It says, it really means it's a crazy, the Lord is, is so amazing. Shine means increasing glory, the increase of the glory and the weighty presence of God. How many are being thumped by the weighty presence of God tonight? I am. And God wants to overpower you with his presence. He wants, to, he wants the weight of his presence, really, to come in such a way, I can't wait. I can't wait because I can see it. I can already see it today. I can already see God coming and messing us up so that there's no preaching. I'm telling you, I see God coming and invading in a way. I want you to be, this is why we need to be ready for what's coming. Because when his presence come in, comes in such a way that all of a sudden, now I've got nowhere to hide. And what is happening up front? No, literally on Tuesday, if you came up here, you could feel the glory. If I stood in the back, I was kind of in the flesh. No, I'm just being honest. Because I was like, okay. But if I came up here, I could feel the weighty presence of God. You could feel the holiness of God. And so what would happen if every Sunday this place just turned into a prayer meeting? Because you've, you receive all the time. Like I know everyone's got, <laughs> we've got YouTube, we've got your favorite preacher on every, every place you can find. They're there. And so when we come together, what would God want to do? He wants to expose the deeds of darkness. Oh, and, and just totally burn it out of the church in this hour. 
so that we can walk as, as burning, shining lamps. My God. It speaks of eyes owing to refreshment. That's the word. Eyes that are looking and beholding, and when we see him, we become like him. And when we see him, we begin to get energized. We don't lack energy. Some of you, and you're under my age, I'm going to go there. I'm going to go there. I'm going to go there, Ronnie. Listen. Come on, my pop in the back has more energy than some of you 30-year-olds. I know I do. Come on, Joe can outwork me. I'm telling you. But there's, there's something to be said about the energies of God coming because we're beholding him. What happens is when we take our eyes off of, of what's happening around us, right? I'm, I'm, I know it doesn't completely, I, I'll, I'll, I'll stop and say this. Some of you need to get your temples in order so, it's, so you're okay. Okay? Because some of it has to just do with that. But the reality is, yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Just say, ouch, ouch. It's okay. The, the Lord is trying to get at us so that we walk with full energy. Listen, we've, this thing is a race. It's not a sprint. And I'm telling you, at the end, I want to be with just as much juice going. I want, I want the Lord to have to do what he had to do the most. I want the Enoch thing. I want to just go from here to there. But, but I really, you know, he had to just put Moses out. Because Moses was 120 and still going. Oh, I'm telling you, it says it in Scripture. He was strong. <laughs> Maybe the DNA went on Joshua and went on Caleb. And they said, at 80, they're going, I'm going after my mountain. And so this is the mindset that when you're fully charged by the Holy Spirit in power, that we become energized. We're not lethargic. We're quick. Why? 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 Because the glory, because I've been beholding him. And he is always, he is ever. Listen, when I leave meetings sometimes, I've been, oh, it's messed up. Because it's, I'm glad we bumped it up. Because when I used to go to work on Mondays, I'd be going to bed and I'd be vibrating under the power of God. When I get home at 11 o'clock at 12, you know, it's the anointing. That's why I said I'd like to see what the bulb would do right about now. Really. And there, there's a place that the Lord is trying to pull us into, and it is that place. Arise and shine. Come on, step up to a new level. Come step up to a new place and behold the light of God that's already, already there waiting for you. It's not something you have to drum up. It is him. It's him manifesting in a brand new way, but he's been there all the time. Are you hearing me? So he wants us to shine and burn, and it says this. It says, the Gentiles shall come to your light and the kings to the brightness of your rising. That the, that the light of your brightness, meaning, meaning the knowledge and the undeniable evidence of the majesty and the authority of God on your life. This is what it is. There's a kingly anointing coming to those who are in the presence of the king. I'm telling you, there's an authority coming on your life this year. This year, that as, even as we worship, as we do whatever we're going to do, because there'll be outreach, there's going to be all kinds of things happening. We have to, because you can't just sit here. And I know, I know we're, we're, like, we're in a little bit of a, a, a dark night <laughs> because of the winter, right? No. No, 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 no. I'm talking about weather. We don't go out. And we don't go do evangelism in the middle of the winter. We just don't. You know. I'm not talking about not talking about Brandon's dark night. That's not we don't exist with that. God is sending us into this place of ascended sight so that we can see what's happening ahead. I'm telling you, this is super important in this time. There is, there is a, a, the presence of the Lord as we come before him, as we worship, as we get into a place of humility and allowing the Spirit of God to begin to speak to us, that we come into new insight into what he's doing. Lift up your eyes and see, the Bible says. Lift up your eyes and see. We, our eyes have been filled with light. Remember Jesus said, how light? How dark is the darkness in you, and how much light do you have in you? Because what? What are you looking at? As we behold him and as we behold the light, we become filled 
Some of us, ready? I'm going to just go at some stuff, and I'm not apologizing. I'm just going to go after it. That the Holy Spirit is really trying to get us to change our mindset, change our frequency, change what we, what we focus on, even, even daily. Ready? There are things that God's trying to annihilate or move out of your life so that you don't see in the way you see. You don't continue to see the way you see. He's trying to remove things so that we can see clearly. He's trying to get rid of the distractions. Not only the distractions, but he's trying to get, away, uh, get rid of things that we've been feeding on and meditating on and living in, really, abiding in. Go back, we're going to go back to John 14 and 15, right? Those four, John 14, 15, 16, and 17, those are the best places to be. Because I believe God says, listen, if you abide in me and your words, right? We want his word to abide in us. This word will change you, and I always say this, it will radically change your life if you meditate on it. Not if you religiously read it. <laughs> you get it. Like God is trying to get us out of religious activity and move us into super pure relationship with him. And that means we have to shut and get rid of some things that we've been viewing, we've been listening to, we've been connected with. I'm telling you, why? <laughs> Better think before I shoot my mouth off. I want us to be in a place where we're meditating on the heavenly things. What are the heavenly things? Healing is my inheritance. Prosperity is my inheritance. No matter what my financial life looks like, it's still my inheritance. That's what this scripture just tells us. It says that the kings will come to the light of my brightness and will bring silver. I don't think that's metaphorical. I think it means that there are going to be places that God wants to bring you that you never thought you would go, or he will give you favor in such ways that you never thought that would bring you into places of prosperity. He'll give you ideas, because why? Because all of a sudden you're getting this kingly thought. Why? Kings what? Kings rule and reign. They rule and reign in everything, not just some things. They go in and they rule and they reign. And so I want us to have this mindset, really. Colossians is this, right? It says this, Colossians chapter 3. It says, it says, if then you are raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, is, is seating at the right hand of God, is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on the earth, for you died. Everyone look at your neighbor and say, you're dead. dead. Yeah, you are dead. Your flesh is dead. Ready? Your soulish nature is dead. Really, the, the natural man is dead. According to baptism, if you were baptized properly, and I know y'all were dunked and you went for second and third dunking. So I'm telling you, what happens is you are dead. You've been actually died with Christ because we, it, it's, it's something that is actually tells us, it, it shows us it, this in Scripture that when we died, when we went into baptism, we came up and we came into newness. Everyone say newness. Newness of life. That means I don't dwell on the old things. That means I've been delivered from the old things. That means in the waters of baptism, I should get set free from everything that's been itching me for my whole life. And I know there's a process of sanctification, and I truly believe that, that there is a process and a, and a realm of sanctification. But God is trying to bring the church into a new level of understanding. And that is this, that I am dead, and I have awoken, and I came out of a sleep and a slumber because I didn't know who I was. And, and now I know who I am and who I've become. There has to be a place where the Holy Spirit is coming in in such a way that the old mindsets are dead and gone. Gone. And don't keep them as pets. No, really, let's go. I, we want to keep the stuff around and coddle it and say it's okay because I identify with people around me that are going through the same thing. No, it's not okay. Oh, that felt good. No, I really feel like the Lord is on that right now. 
because I don't need to identify with someone so that I can get free. Because it really doesn't bring you into freedom. It brings you into meditation of old things and old habits and old things that bring me into darkness and bring the cloud. And it's not the glory cloud. Did I even finish that? For when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Because I give myself completely. I died, and I'm with him, and I live in that place. And it's a place of total victory. Because you're just giving. You just give. You just call those things dead that are dead. (laughs) Come on, I'm calling forth those things that be dead in Abraham because they're dead promises. But I'm not calling forth the the dead things that need to be dead. Don't Don't go unburying the dead man. Don't go digging the old man up. Let him die. Burn him. Dust is good. We'll put him in the ocean. Gone. We got to choose to walk separate from things that look good to our natural eye. Okay, I'll say that again. We need to choose to walk separately from things that look good to our natural eye and our natural thinking. And we need to live in the realm of faith. Ready? Genesis 13. This is really good. So then the Lord said to Abraham, after Lot separated from him, lift your eyes, now look at the place where you are. Northward, southward, eastward, and westward. Look all around you. Because the world's a better place without the thing you just separated yourself from. Begin to look in, in the eyes of faith. And then it says, for all the land which, I, which you see, everyone say see, I give to you and your descendants forever. How many want to just live in the Abrahamic covenant? I'll just take that. No, really. I mean, we have a better covenant. We We have the most amazing covenant in the blood of Jesus. And it says here that Abraham turned from Lot. Why? Because he was going to Canaan and Lot was going to Sodom. And Sodom ended up being a place. It looked good. It actually said it looked like Eden. Oh, it's tempting. It looks good. The water's flowing. Everything's green. It's going good. But there's depravity there. And so the Lord is saying this. He said, listen, I call you to be like Abraham. Walk and turn to the promise and let him go his own way. You know what? It looked good. And Abraham's like, I, I can't go there because my place is Canaan. And I don't even know where I'm going, but I'm still walking this way. Are you hearing me? And every one of us in this room have, has a promise. And there is always a place where, where we have a choice to deter. And you've got a choice to go, I'll say it, Sodom. Or Canaan? Do I want to stay in Egypt or do I want to go to the promise? Because eventually the promise is where you want to be. But if I keep choosing Egypt, if I keep choosing Sodom, and I know everyone goes to this like, you know, depravity thinking, but it was a good place until all the other stuff started to surface. See, because we can be going towards good things and then all kinds of other stuff pops up in the midst. And I'm telling you, God is calling us to be in a place where we, we separate ourselves, not in some weird, listen, holiness shouldn't be a bad word. Holiness is not a religious word. The, whole, the Spirit of God is holy. And I'm telling you, coming into this next year, I'm telling you, watch, 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 watch. If God would just give you a heart to just focus. I see him. I behold him. I go into a throne room. I'm, te- I'm going to declare over you that you go into throne room places that you've not been last year. That God begins to change you in one moment. I'm telling you, one moment in the presence of God will change and shift where you've been before. It'll change you. you It'll change you. I mean, we want to nod our heads, but some of us don't even know where that is. I still feel like, God, I've had a lot of encounters. I've had a lot of situations, and I'm like, can you just roll us over so we don't, 
Like, I just want the Lord to roll in here. Let it be on a Tuesday. I don't care when it is. Just do it. And what happens if he all of a sudden disrupts our time? Like, what happens at the end of this if all of a sudden he just rolls in here and we get all messed up and we don't want, you know, some, there's some place where I have to make a choice. Do I stay in the presence or do I remove myself from the presence? And I'm not talking about religious acts or trying to strive for something. I'm talking about when the Lord really shows up. Because I believe we're moving towards that. I believe we're moving towards a corporate encounter, not just a singular encounter. And so here we go. As God begins to move in such a way, I say, God, Lord, I want to arise and I want to shine. I want to burn. Lord, would you just turn it up? I want to, and actually, the Lord says, I'm willing. Will you turn it up? Where is it that you're turning it down? Where are you turning it down? Because there's some places that we want to turn. Oh, God's coming in hot over there, and I'm, I'm not doing that. No, no, no. He wants everything. He wants all of you. He wants all of me. He wants all my little stuff that gets, you know, that I aggravate, that aggravates me. He wants that stuff. He wants the things that, that keep me from connecting with people. He wants that stuff. I'm telling you, when we get so slammed, I'm going to say it, slammed by the presence of God, something's going to shift and change. He just continues with with Abraham here. He says, and I will make your descendants as the dust of the earth. Come on, that's a perpetual promise of blessing. There's a perpetual promise of the blessing of God. Perpetual. It just doesn't end. Mm. So that if a man could number the dust of the earth, your descendants then your descendants also could be numbered. But basically the Lord is saying it can't be. That the blessing of God cannot be numbered over your life. Guys, I'm talking about an Abrahamic covenant. I'm not even talking about Davidic covenant. I'm talking about the first heavy, revy that came from God. It was the Abrahamic covenant. Well, we miss Noah, but still. It was like there is this perpetual thing that is over your life and you want to walk in the fullness of it? Just believe me. Oh, just believe me. Just believe that I'll do it and then give yourself to it. Then he says, verse 17, arise and walk through it. It's length, it's width, for I give it to you. And I just get messed up by that because the Lord's saying, go ahead, take paces. See what you can see, see what you can walk over because whatever it is, you can walk for a thousand miles that way and a thousand miles that way and I'll give it to you. Oh, he says, northward, southward, eastward, westward, wherever you're looking, I'll give it to you. Oh, that sounds like some weird prosperity gospel. No, it's who God is. He's huge. And let it be unto you according to your faith even today. Let it be unto me what it looks like when he's fully manifested in my life. Will I go into the deep secret places so that I can get words of knowledge that unlock people? Will it be? And everyone in this room... Everyone in this room, it's available to. Like gifts of healing. No, the spirit of healing. The spirit of God. The spirit of might that is on the Lord. It's not you. It's the Lord. The spirit of wisdom and revelation. So that you can see things beyond what you ever thought. And he will not stop until you stop. Until you stop pursuing, he won't stop. And you think he's hiding. No, no, no. He's just waiting for you to push in a little more. That's all that's happening. He's just waiting for us to push in a little more so that he can open up greater wider spaces. I'm, watch, watch. Because there should be this, like, crazy joy that happens. You should be, it shouldn't even feel like religious works. 
It shouldn't feel like religious work. It should feel like the Holy Spirit is like pulling you into his vortex and you're just getting happier the closer you get. Because you lack nothing. You really lack nothing. You say, well, you don't see my checkbook. You don't know what's going on in my family. No, I do. I've been there. We've got weird family members too. It's just, it's life. Yeah. And watch, watch, because he does this. This, this abundance thing is crazy because I don't even want to put it in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the realm of resources or money. But it includes that. It includes that. Are you kidding me? If the Bible tells me that the kings are coming to the shining of my brightness and they'll bring the silver and they'll bring the gold and they'll bring the incense, they'll bring all the, all, those were all costly things in that time. They're bringing ships of Tarshish to me. That means merchantile ships filled with stuff. I don't know about you, but I want to believe for the higher. And it's not just the material stuff. I want to believe that God is going to pour out every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. And he will. And he did. And he'll continue to. Oh, my. It's just perpetual. It just doesn't stop. And when you think about that, that should make you happy. That should make you really happy. Yeah. Then you shall see and become radiant. That means your countenance isn't. Walking dead. <laughs> There's no zombies in church. We're raising you from the dead. We're breaking the curse. I'm telling you, there's no zombies in church. There's no zombies in this church. Quick. I'm scanning. We get the Nerf guns, you'll tune you up. It says this, and your heart shall swell. Swell with joy. What is that? I can't even grasp the meaning of that because I tried to study it, and I'm just like, wow. You, are gonna, you have the portion of joy on your life that you should be absolutely hilarious right now. Oh, I'm telling you that there is such joy for the church coming in the next season. I, I know I haven't even touched deep darkness. I haven't even touched deep darkness is going to cover the earth. Because I'd rather preach you happy. But the reality is the darkness must come so that the reality comes that the joy of the Lord becomes such a power in the earth. That there's nothing that holds back what God's going to do because the people of God are super happy. And, they are, and their hearts are swelled with joy. It's not by, by the wife I have, or which makes me really joyful, which makes me really joyful. But it's not because of relationships that aren't going right or everything's going smooth in my life. It means that even in the midst of chaos, even in the midst of not seeing the things that God hasn't done yet, even in the midst of that, I'm still going to. I'm still going to have joy. I'm still going to. I feel God on that. The wealth of the Gentiles will come to you. And, and it's funny because as it goes into more verses, where is it? Ah. It begins to talk about, I looked up these words, Kedar and Naboth. You know what they are? <laughs> They're sons of Ishmael. <laughs> And why do I say that? Because they weren't the promised ones. Yet they came blessing and releasing blessing and releasing blessing. I'm telling you, it was the first and second son that they're speaking about of Ishmael. It wasn't talking about Isaac, Abraham, and Jacob. No, but they were releasing this incredible, incredible blessing 
and joy and this place of radiance. It's a joyful countenance. We want to be beaming with the joy of the Lord. Have happy, healthy, outward appearance with a face that is what? Joyful. And God's going to bring us into that place. You may not be there yet, but you will before you leave here tonight. That heart thing, speaking of, ready? The heart is always speaking right here of mind, soul, and spirit. It's the life source. It's the source of life of the inner person and the areas of the inner life. So listen to me. Listen to me. God is trying to put in your life this inward shaba daba do. I'm telling you. It's an inward life that you are just speaking in the spirit, and there's nothing that will affect your life. It won't send your life off of access. And someone in this room, and maybe a lot of people in this room, sometimes the holidays come and it kicks you out of access. Out of access, meaning your, 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 where you live with the Lord, and it moves you and messes you up. But I'm telling you, God is trying to move us into a place where none of that affects us. We walk into those situations, and we begin to beam and bubble with the goodness of God. Don't you want to do that? Don't you want to live there? And it also speaks of this, this place, ready? It's, it's, it says that we swell with joy. It means an ever-growing, ever-increasing. It talks about, remember how we were talking about expansion? God wants to expand you. He wants to widen you. He wants to increase you. Why? So that you can be filled with joy. So that the joy inside of you is flowing in such a way, there you, you just have to constantly ask, God, give me more. Please. Don't, I don't want to be the, the one that's baptized in pickle juice and hiding out sour. I want to be baptized with your joy. I want to be expanded in the joy of the Lord that, that strengthens me and equips me, right? It's, it's like he says that, he just encourages us. In the Lord's the word of the Lord, it should encourage you saying, Listen, it's now time that you step into this place. You're not beyond and you're not far away. You're right close. You're not missing it. The Lord's trying to pull you into a greater dimension of his love, of his joy, of his peace, and expand that. Oh, everyone say, widen it. Come on, widen it up. God, I want, I want it to come in in such a way I can't, I can't contain it. <laughs> and the Lord is going to do it. The entrance of your word gives light. I just felt like the Lord hit me with a couple of scriptures and I'm going to close. There has to be a place where we really absorb we just put ourselves, we posture ourselves, allow the entrance. I want the entrance of the Lord. I want the entrance of his word. It's his word. Look at me, look at me. It's so important. Some of you are, are really good. There's a few of you around me that are just digging in the Bible. It's awesome, and you're on fire. But some of you, I know, you go home and you struggle. And God's saying, listen, I'm, I'm about to open up. If you just allow the entrance of my word to bring life. And then it says this. It says it gives understanding to the simple. Amen. To the simple. Count me in. Because I can't, I can't, I can't even just, I start going into little, like, one, two verses of Isaiah 60. And I'm like, it's just so much. And the Lord is wanting us to live in there. Live in there. It's just continual outpouring of his glory, of his light, so that we can walk in it. So that your inner life is filled with such a radiance of joy because you know what he's doing. Oh, you might not look perfect. As a matter of fact, sometimes you look at yourself and you say, I, uh, Lord, I need help. And you do. I do. But the Lord's saying, I'm coming in, and I want to come in in such a way, and you just have to give yourself to joy. 
Because it was the joy that was set before him that he endured the cross. He endured the pain of what was going to bring him and, and release all of the captivity. <laughs> the entrance of your word gives light and it gives understanding to the sin. In the, in the, in the Passion Translation, it says, break open your word within me until revelation light shines out. Those with open hearts, everyone say open hearts, are given insight to your plans. I want insight. I don't know about you, but I want insight. I want to live in the place where God is beginning to speak and open things up to me. And it always goes back to this. Psalms 105. <laughs> Verse 19. We probably hate it. But until the time that, this, that his word came to pass... The word of the Lord tested him. God wants to release the light of God on your life. And when testing comes, he wants you to go into it with full joy. Do you understand me? I know I've been, I've been, I've been preparing us for what he wants to do even tonight. And I really feel like he's going to shine forth in people's lives tonight. Right now, I'm going to need help with the, the musicians if they can help me. There has to be a place where we say, God, I'm opening wide tonight. Because I'm going to, the Lord, I already said it. He already turned it up. Like there's nothing else he can do. <laughs> Look at me. There's nothing else he can do. He's done it all. He's done it all. I just have to come into a place and say, God, I'm opening up. And I'm allowing, I'm going to turn it up myself. I'm going to begin to just turn the dial on my inner man right now. It's going to widen me. It's going to allow joy. It's going to allow this very thing that I just spoke to you about. The radiance and the heart swell of joy. Listen to me. There's a radiance and a heart swell of joy. How many remember the story of Secretariat? Secretary, it was what they were called in the super horse. Why? Because his heart was five times the size of a normal horse. And I believe it's a prophetic sign. The, the blood would pump, and he'd be able to come on. Be, they wouldn't even be able to catch this, this, this horse. He was a super horse. He was because the blood would flow. And I'm telling you, everyone in this room, God's trying to expand you so that you become your heart becomes five times greater. Your capacity becomes five times. I don't even want to limit that, but that's a good number because grace. It gives you a grace to allow the Holy Spirit to come in and do what he needs to do in 2022. What does that mean? That means I don't sit back anymore. That means when the Holy Spirit prompts me and touches me, I don't hold back. That means I'm not afraid of the front and the altar. Hello? Some of y'all are afraid of the altar. It's okay. I might fall down. So what? You might not. It doesn't mean that God did anything different. Are you hearing me? I don't know what my, you know, something might happen. Good. Something should happen. So, Father, we thank you. Come on, stand with me.
just going to take opportunity to respond to the Lord. I'm just going to release some things on you guys. It's going to be good. It's not going to be, I don't feel like we're supposed to have any type of soaking. For, I feel like the Lord's going to come in and like a mighty rushing wind tonight. Lord wants you to step into the light to eradicate anything that's dark. You're hearing me? And going into 2022, going into this next season, he's going to pull us up into this place of perpetual ascension. But you've got to look at the light. You have to look at the light. Don't look at the darkness. Look at the light. We have to change what we're feeding on in the media and the and news and all that stuff. Don't go there. You need to step into the fullness and the truth. And that only comes through the Word. That only comes through His presence. So Holy Spirit, I thank you. You're going to come in in this place and flow. Flow. There's There's a glory. There's an overshadowing. I can see right now over this whole place. We thank you, Father, for the glory. We want the glory. We want your glory. We want your glory. We want your light to come, God. Overtake us, God, in the light tonight. Overtake us, God, in the light.